I'm Morning in America's Nick Smith, and I'm so happy you're joining me for this edition of In the Mix. Here at News Nation, we cover a lot of news, but there are always a few stories that land on my heart, and here's where I share some of those with you, as well as extra content that didn't quite make the cut during Morning in America. Welcome to In the Mix with Nick Smith. Well, let's just begin here. Each day in the newsroom, we meet to discuss different stories and ideas and the various things that may be making news across the country. Well, part of the beauty of working in television news is the wide range of diversity that is brought to each meeting. Many of my colleagues are younger, some are older, and a few are still have lived as many places as I have. So the reason this matters is because we're constantly challenging each other to make sure that the stories we put forward or pitch to each other or for the newscast have an impact or touch on an issue that may address a concern affecting a viewer or even each other. One of those stories this week focuses on the topic of relationships and how to handle whew, income inequality. Yeah, basically, what do you do if you make more than your partner or spouse and specifically if you're a guy in a relationship making less money than your female partner, is that a relationship killer? Well, one study I found in American Psychological Association report, that's what it was, um, uh, a study that I found in American Psychological Association report highlighted that the largest stressors are work and money in a relationship and that money problems are large contributors to a relationship having conflict and possibly ending in divorce. That leads me to a story that I did this week uh, with a couple asking them the question on, on relationships and when one makes more than the other, how couples can manage the differences in income. Now, the post-pandemic dating era has presented some unique challenges as economic and other factors add stress to relationships. So I spoke with experts Anne Malam and Brett Eaton about their relationship and the weight of uh, one making more than the other. In this particular situation, Anne makes more than Brett. And I asked him, hey, how do you all navigate this? Here's that interview. All right, all you singles out there, listen up. As we leap into the post-pandemic era, the dating scene has never been more complex, right? The average cost of a date has risen substantially compared to just five years ago pre-pandemic times, bringing a new layer of tension to the table, especially when that check arrives. Well, joining us today are Anne Malam and her partner, Brett, for their advice on modern dating tips. Anne and Brett, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing all right. My first question is a fun one. Dating someone that makes a lot more than money than you do, how do you go about navigating if your significant other significantly out-earns you? Yeah, I think it comes from understanding what you bring to the relationship. The most important thing that Ann and I have is we have a great communication. We, we know what we value in each other. And the fact that Ann makes more than I do doesn't take away my success. It doesn't take away the fact that I can still provide and provide things for this relationship. And that wasn't a problem for you when you realized, okay, I make a little bit more than Brett. I'm not going to be turned off by this because I still like the guy. 
No, I, uh, one Brett and I have an age difference also. So I'm six and a half years older, although you probably can't tell that. <laughs> I'm six and a half years older. So I've had a little bit of a head start on my career than, than Brett has, but this is not a new issue for me in, in relationships. I've, I've had a lot of success of being an entrepreneur and building a business. So, and I think for women, you know, there's a lot of women out there who make more than, than their partner and it's talking about it, having the conversation, not shying away for it. You know, Matt or Brett and I understand how important masculinity and femininity is in our relationship. And so having those conversations and understanding how I can step into my feminine and how Brett can step into his masculine and how we're each creating space for that is is really important to, to us and what it contributes to the success of our relationship. Creating that space is important. I have to ask the way, what did your girlfriend say when you told them, okay, look, I make a little bit more than him. You know, there was a song I grew up to, ain't nothing going on but the rent. That's what this one singer used to say, ain't nothing going on but the rent. If he ain't got no M-O-N-E-Y, ain't nothing happening. So what did your girlfriends tell you when you, you said, hey, I make a little bit more than this guy, but I kind of like him? Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's um, my, my career path has just been a lot different than I think maybe a lot of other people's. And so it, it just has never been an issue for, for me. I've always been in the situation where I've made more money than the partner that I've been dating. So learning how to navigate that, I've, I've had a, I've had a ton of practice. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I think I just, it, it's, it hasn't been something that has been on the top of my list of a man needs to make an X amount of money to be with me. Brett is super uh, confident and assertive and respectful and funny. And, you know, our relationship is built off of, uh, off of those things. Pivoting topics, Anna, I do want to ask, you're one of the founders of Solid Core. How has the fitness industry adapted post-pandemic and what are the latest trends that you're seeing right now? Um, well, the in-person fitness business is, is booming, and SolidCore has definitely been on the receiving end of that. I, I just actually sold the company a couple months ago um, to private equity, and because the business was doing so well, that was not planned. I thought we'd end up selling you know, next year, but people are coming back to in-person fitness in droves, um, and SolidCore has definitely been a popular choice for consumers. Brett, any advice for guys who may be on the fence and afraid to maybe uh, approach a woman because they know that they don't make as much? What would you say, Brett? Any advice? Yeah, I think a lot of men put all their eggs in the basket of the only way I can provide is financially. And mm -hmm. I think that that is, is incredibly wrong, but also it shows that there are some other areas that may be lacking that they feel insecure about. Uh, again, like health and fitness is a big one, especially, especially with some of the clients that I work with. We want to make sure that their health is a priority. Also, what are they bringing to the table in the relationship outside of just income? Nowadays, a lot of men and women both are in the work field. So you're combining incomes a lot of the time. You have to make sure that you're bringing a masculine approach to that. And I think that that, you know, I grew up with a dad who was masculine in a lot of ways that were not money. It was, you know, physical. It was how he protected the family. It was how he showed up for my mom. So for me, masculinity has always been able to provide for your woman and, and again, your future family without necessarily always having to be the dollar amount. And Anne, you're right. You do not look older. You look fantastic. Both of you do. Anne and Brett, thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. And I was straight up serious. I wanted to know what her girlfriends thought. You know, the girlfriends carry a lot of weight in relationships, 
girl, I know he didn't tell. What? He ain't got, where is he now? Blah, blah, blah. So not always like that. Ladies, do not jump on me. I'm just saying that women tend to talk and they talk to each other. They not only support each other, but they will also hold each other accountable and say, okay, wait a minute. Uh, my sister, you deserve better. He needs to be doing such and such. So I wanted to know if whether or not that had weighed in on the relationship and, and was clear, nope, you know what? We got this. And I love that. And Brett was very clear about, hey, I bring other things. I may not make as much, but that's okay. I bring other things to this relationship. And as mature adults, we communicate. And clearly, that is the secret and the glue holding them together. And I love that. So Anne and Brett, congratulations to you both. And I think that's absolutely fantastic that it ain't always about the money. But you know what it is about? It is about recognizing when you know you have met the one. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. One. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that was another story that I did. You know, it's um, I thought it was fantastic. A couple that I spoke with, um, he knew she was the one for him. She knew he was the one for her, but it was he who proposed to her. So they're headed out to a romantic uh, getaway and all this good stuff. And he decides to pop the question, but in a non-traditional way, which did have me asking some of my colleagues, why do you think guys do that? Because it's usually guys who do that. I've seen women, of course, propose to men, but I usually see guys do things that are rather big and over the top, a bit of a spectacle where they have a bit of an audience. Why do guys propose in public? I do have a theory. And part of this is, uh, honestly, me being completely transparent. I think that part of it is uh, it's almost a, um, there is a comfort in having support, right? So my theory is that uh, she won't embarrass me here. Please, God, don't let her embarrass me here. <laughs> so what you do is you say, if I get down on one knee right here in this public square, in this public forum, ain't no way she going to tell me no. Come on now. She's going to love this sweeping gesture of chivalry and romanticism and say, oh, my God, Nicholas is amazing. I cannot believe he's doing this in front of everybody. And if her family can be there, it's even if her mom and her sisters and friends can be there, it's even more special, right? That's the idea. Because the audience knows the script. They know when you get down, because by this time you've either told them, you're like, hey, I'm going to ask her today, you know, uh, how do you get, oh my God. Because she has told them, okay, look, we've been together for a while. He need to go ahead and do something. Okay. So by this time you, you've spoken to her father, you've spoken to her mom, you've spoken to maybe her best friend or her sister. By this time you know who she's closest to, right? So you've spoken to them, you're like, I'm going to ask her um, this weekend or something like that. And maybe you jump ahead of the weekend plan, and that's kind of what happened here in this particular situation where this guy proposed to his girlfriend mid-flight. Yeah, his name is Darian Brinkley, and he was planning on proposing to his girlfriend, Manita Tanner, on their vacation in Cancun, 
but in a spur-of-the-moment decision, he decided to pop the question on the flight right there with the help of some of his fellow passengers. Here's that story. Love was definitely in the air for one Georgia man. Darian Brinkley could not wait to land to show his commitment to his longtime girlfriend, Manita. So he proposed to her thousands of feet in the air as the couple traveled from Atlanta to Cancun. Passengers on the flight came up with a brilliant last-minute plan. When Darian's girlfriend, Manita, exited the plane's bathroom, signs were spread out across an aisle with the words, Will you marry me? Joining us to discuss this eventful trip is newly engaged couple Darian Brinkley and Manita Turner. Thank you both for joining us tonight. You know, Darian, I'm already upset with you. You have raised the game to a whole new level for all of us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, congratulations to you both. I have to ask you, jump right in there, guys. First off, how did you two meet? I need to know. We met on an online dating app. Oh, this is so weird. <laughs> yes, an online dating app. Um, you know what? I'm happy with the results, so guess what? It doesn't matter. Uh, well, Manita's smile is saying it all. Manita, I have to ask you, you walk out of the bathroom, you're like, all I want to do is get back to my seat. What were you thinking when you walk out and you see him on one knee? I didn't know what was happening. It was just such a shock. I couldn't believe that he was able to put that together in such a short time. A short time. And you were genuinely surprised, it looked like. I was, yes. You're like, now, how did you do all this? Darian, how did you come up with the idea? What was your original plan for the proposal? My, my original plan was actually to get down to Cancun and propose to her on the beach. Uh, but as I started showing the ring off to uh, some of the ladies that was uh, en route to Cancun, they, they, they really pumped me up to just go ahead and do it because she is a flight attendant as well. Sure. So they actually encouraged me to do it while in the air. And I said, you know what? Why not? Why not? The minute you start showing that ring, they're like, oh, that ring is nice. You better not wait. She, everybody, she <laughs> wants to show everybody that ring. And Manita, what you did go. you think when you saw that ring? Oh, it's beautiful. He did an excellent job. I love it. <laughs> We're looking at the video now. It seems that everybody was on board for this. I want to ask you guys, though, before I let you go, what's the plan for your wedding? We're still coming up with that now, so it, we're taking suggestions. It, we are taking suggestions, but it will be a destination wedding, whereas, though, uh, hopefully as many family and friends can attend, and only thing we want to do is celebrate love, happiness, and joy. Hey, congratulations to you both. Uh, Darren, one, one last question, though, before I let you go. When you, you knew Manita was the woman for you, when? The first time I laid eyes on her, to be oh, honest with you. Dude, you're going to have me sitting up here crying in the middle of a broadcast. Don't do that to us. Darren <laughs> and Manita, <laughs> go ahead. When, talk she, to me. when she walked in the restaurant to, to come and greet me, and I seen her walking towards me, I said, this one is the one. Darren, I love that. Manita, when did you know? First date was pretty good, you know. Um, we've been inseparable ever since, so I would have to say the same. You know, I really enjoy him. I mean, I got asked so because I know your girlfriends didn't have something to say. What did they think when they first met him? They liked him. Rubber you know, he's fun. He's fun. He's always the life of the party. Never met a stranger. Clearly, as you can see on the plane, he's never met a stranger. Hey, on behalf of everyone here at News Nation, congratulations to you both. We wish you both a life of love and happiness. Darren, you have completely set the stage for all of us there. Darren and Manita, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Wishing you all the best. That, of course, was a perfect flight, but you know every flight isn't always that way. But I definitely wish nothing but the best for Darian and Manita. And if you have a chance to actually see that story on our website at newsnationnow.com, I want you to 
Just put in that search for man proposes to girlfriend mid-flight or Darian Brinkley or the name Manita Tanner. You got to see their smiles. That couple is absolutely beautiful. When I tell you she just lights up and he just lights up, they are just a good-looking couple, and I wish them nothing but the best. Uh, They were on a flight, and we've often talked about, like, summer travel, air travel, and we've all been in a situation where we've had a couple of delays or uh, flight cancellations, and it seems to be happening more often than not. And if you feel like it's happening more often than not, you're not entirely wrong. My colleague actually did a story on that, and I wanted to include it in my Uh, in the mix this week because I felt like it was just so pertinent to everything that many of us are experiencing. Uh, My colleague, Brooke Schaefer, she found that a new study um, says that bumpier flights may be due to climate change. So not only are we experiencing uh, more flights that are uh, having turbulence, but we also know that it's been warmer lately, the summers tend to be longer, we've had more storms, and all of that is tied together. So her report was on a new study that says turbulence on flights has increased 55% since 1979, and that climate change is responsible. Well, you could be in for a shakier ride on your next flight. A new study found that clear air turbulence is becoming more common, and it may be coming from climate change. That's according to scientists in England. Clear air turbulence are unstable pockets of air that give pilots little to no warning and could injure anyone who's not wearing a seatbelt. News Nation's Brooke Schaefer joins us live from Miami International Airport. So, Brooke, what do we know? All right, well, Kelly, the good news here, if you wear your seatbelt, you shouldn't be too worried about getting really hurt on a plane. The bad news, though, these bumpy flights are about to happen more often. That's according to a new study. We have seen the videos all over social media, right? Intense turbulence knocking over trays of food or bags, even injuring passengers and flight attendants. Now, some turbulence can, of course, be planned for. You hear the pilots come over the intercom. They tell you to go ahead and put your seatbelt on. But sometimes it comes with little to no warning. Those unpredictable pockets of air are known as clear air turbulence. And according to a study by researchers in the UK, clear air turbulence is predicted to become more frequent because of climate change. These researchers looked at data over four decades and found severe CAT was 55% more frequent in 2020 than it was back in 1979. Now, I spoke to a pilot today. He has been flying for more than three decades, and he says he is definitely seeing more turbulence, and sometimes it can be violent. If you haven't hit severe turbulence, and hopefully you haven't, I have. Uh, It's not intentional. Um, They happen. Um, That aircraft, you're just, if you're not strapped in, you're just a loose piece of meat uh, slapping around in a tin can. And it's it's violent, and, and it can throw you negative Gs, It's like a carnival ride, but you're not strapped in. You don't want to be in that situation. All right, but he said there is some technology to work around the changes in the sky. This is actually a screenshot that he sent me right after our interview of an app that pilots on American Airlines use. It is a motion-activated app, and it actually crowdsources from other planes so that pilots can see in real time what kind of conditions planes right in front of them are flying through. It helps to hopefully avoid those moments of surprise turbulence. He told me that as Mother Nature intensifies your flights, pilots thankfully have some technology to try and combat that.
Kelly. All right, that is the good news. An important update. Brooke Schaefer, thank you so much. Seriously, I thought that was great to learn that, you know, they are aware, they being pilots, airlines, that they are actually working together and using technology to say, hey, in real time, we're experiencing a bit of turbulence here in this particular route. Why don't you guys be aware of that? Maybe go a different route or adjust just a bit or be prepared for it. And by actually sharing that information, um, it helps everyone who is flying across the board. I just thought that was fantastic. And I also thought uh, the pilot telling us directly, hey, if you're sitting in that seat, keep that seatbelt on. I'm one of those people I always have. I've always, if I'm, for the most part, in all honesty, the minute I sit down, I am out. And it's so annoying because what I'll do is I'll download all these movies. Oh, I'm going to watch uh, Jack Reacher. Oh, I'm going to watch Jack Ryan. Oh, I'm going to watch Mission Impossible 3 on this flight to Boston. I've got two and a half hours. As soon as I get my seat, because I usually always do window two. So no one is like jostling past me. Once I'm in, I'm in. I am out. It happens every time. I think a lot of it has to do with doing the morning shift, too. Because by the time I get on that plane, I'm like, I am out of here. <laughs> so I, I definitely buckle up. So if anything's happening, if I've ever experienced turbulence, the truth is I am completely unaware. So there you go. So that's me being completely transparent about that. I want to close on a story that really is near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Because it also has to do with flying. And it's called... Skip lagging. Nicholas, what is skip lagging? Skip lagging is literally uh, a process that I've been doing seven, eight, nine years at least. Uh, in all honesty, it's all about saving money. It's where you book a flight that may have multiple stops for a lower fare, but the first stop or a stop somewhere along that route is actually the stop you want not the final destination. And you simply don't continue the rest of the legs of that flight. Just as of that trip. You just don't. Who's going to make you get on a plane? Nobody's going to make you get on a plane. And if you, you don't, you don't want to fly, you don't fly. Hey, I, you know what? I don't feel like flying on this flight. Uh, my spirit isn't connecting with this particular flight. Uh, my stomach is bothering me. I don't want to get on the plane. You know what? I may have had too much to drink. I don't want to fly on this particular flight and uh, be an impediment to others. Whatever excuse you want to use, you don't have to give one. But should you be asked, you say, no, I'm just not taking the rest of this flight. No one is going to make you. The problem is many airlines frown upon it, but no, it is not illegal. I say this again, it is not illegal. But what happens is many times people either talk about it to the gate agent, and then they flag it, and they have a problem with it. Uh, but before I get ahead of myself, listen to the story I did this week on skip lagging. And the problem I had with it is because I felt like the airline went after a kid. They would never do this to an adult, I feel. A teenager was detained following a skip lagging incident earlier this month. He's now been banned from flying with American Airlines for three years and that's because he used the skip lagging technique and went to their website, allegedly, and purchased a ticket through skiplagging.com. Instead of booking a direct flight, skip lagging involves finding a cheaper flight that has a layover at your destination. Here's that story, and I'll wrap it up on the other side.
Well, a teen in North Carolina has been banned from American Airlines flights for three years after being accused of using a flight hack called skip lagging. That's when a customer books a connecting flight knowing full well they plan to get off at their layover and not complete the next leg of their trip. Travelers use this trick to avoid a more expensive direct flight. And the father of the teen says this is the first time they've done anything like this and they didn't know it wasn't allowed. So let's talk about it with our panel. Journal and host of Boston Globe Today, Shagun Oduolowu, and radio host Ryan Gorman. Thank you both for being here, Shagun. I'd like to start with you. So how is it the fault of passengers if it's cheaper than flying direct? Is this an airline pricing problem? Absolutely, Kelly. I mean, look, salute to the scammers, right? If you are smart enough to figure out a way to game the system, I'm all for you. And in fact, the real scammers here are the airlines. If you ever see the breakdown of a ticket and what one actually costs and then how they factor in, you know, taxes and fuel fees and all of this to jack the price up. But a young kid, it's his first time doing this. And it's not as if he was trying to do something nefarious. This app has existed for a while. So, look, in my opinion, you've got scammers on the side of the airlines, and you got this kid doing skip lag. It's a scam. You got caught, but three-year ban? Come on, American. You're better than that. All right, I want to dig into that. I really appreciate those points. So, Ryan, this is technically legal, but it sounds like airlines are arguing that it violates their terms, correct? Yeah, that's what it seems like. And Shagun, you seem like a nice guy, but you're dead wrong here. And I'll tell you why. First of all, we're lucky that this is called something as dumb as skip lagging. Otherwise, more people would probably know about it and they'd be trying to take advantage of it. But you know that giant list of fees that you have when you fly these days? Well, if we keep allowing this skip lagging to take place, who do you think is going to end up paying for this? There's going to be a skip lagging fee on every plane ticket. So I'm glad they banned this kid, sent a message, and they need to stay strong on this. Otherwise, we're going to be the ones who end up paying for all of this nonsense. Okay, Shagun. This well, Kelly, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm not flabbergasted that a man from Florida has found a way to say that I was dead wrong. But that, that being said, a Florida man correcting me, I, I do find very fascinating. But we're talking about a kid, and again, a kid. Like, banning him for three years, like, you're, you're, you're making it seem as if skip lagging is the biggest problem facing our society. And to be honest, again, if the airlines weren't jacking up the fees and charging you for every single piece of luggage and every single thing that you brought onto it, if we got back to where the airlines actually took care of their passengers and you didn't see fights all the time, then maybe people wouldn't be looking to skip lag as a way of affordably going on a trip. So, Ryan, he just for context... He's smart enough to know what skip lagging is, though. He knew how to do it. He was pretty shrewd that way, wasn't he? But he wasn't a repeat I mean, offender. He was just trying to get home. Well, no, and now he won't be a repeat offender because he's banned for three years. <laughs> and, and everybody knows about it, and maybe they won't keep skip lagging, so I don't want to end up paying for it on my next flight. I, hear I you. am not surprised that you are in favor of American Airlines with the American flag in the background. I see what you're doing. I just want to know when did big airlines put you in their pocket, Ryan? When did that happen? When did you I, come out in I favor of big the airlines, what they need to be focusing on, and if we didn't have skip laggers, they could maybe pay more attention to this, it's teaching their flight attendants some MMA skills 
so they can handle all the passengers who are going after them on these flights. I mean, this skip lagging thing, it's ridiculous, but you know the cost is going to end up coming right back to us. And that's what I'm worried about. All right, I hear both sides. I'll be the MMA referee here. Thank you so much, <laughs> both of you. So again, I'm an admitted skip lagger. Skip lag all the time. Don't do it as much now because I prefer to fly direct. And I usually, because of the shift that I do here at Morning in America, I have to uh, request my days off somewhat in advance. So I've always been a planner. So I know months down the road the days that I need off. And the earlier you buy a ticket, the cheaper it is. So I buy direct for the most part anyway. But in the rare instance that I have not, I have indeed skip lagged by looking up a flight for where I want to go, seeing which one is the least expensive of my final destination. Sometimes that is one that um, uh, is uh, one that involves multiple flights or multiple legs of a flight. In that case, if it involves multiple airlines, you're like, ah, I see what's happening here. Looks like it may be Frontier and American that are kind of getting me to my final destination of uh, Minnesota or LAX, whatever the case may be. I will then go to that particular airline's website and figure out the best way to make my move. Remember, if you agree to the terms and conditions of that particular airline's website, you're stuck with being held liable should they catch a skip lagging. So just be aware of that. But I'm telling you, me... Nick has definitely skip lagged. But you know what you don't have to do? You don't have to skip lag to listen to In The Mix. And remember, if you got a question or simply want to sound off on something you saw on News Nation this week, drop me an email at nsmith at newsnationnow.com. Be sure to include your city because your note may be included on an episode of In The Mix. Don't forget, you can always watch me and my Morning in America family on News Nation weekdays starting at 6 a.m. in the East, 5 a.m. Central. Don't know where to watch us? Go to www.joinnn.com. Enter your zip code and the channel finder will show you the broadcast channel we're on in your area. And remember, we're also on all the streamers, Hulu, Roku, and YouTube TV. This is Nick Smith. And thanks so much for joining me for this edition of In the Mix with Nick Smith.